Welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio. And as you just heard, JL, welcome us. Welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, and welcome to our start, official start of the 2019-20 season for us here. If you saw our announcement on Twitter before, we are going weekly from now on. You will hear from us every week of the season and every week up until the conclusion of the Stanley Cup Final. I'm Russell Hartman. Glad to be back hosting this week, along with Kevin and JL, who, guys, thank you for holding the fort down last week while I was away. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, one show really isn't holding the fort down. It's more kind of like holding the door back. And that makes sense. Yeah, we just Not, kept, we one, just kept one show, and we, we couldn't even think of anything to talk about, and you yelled at us afterwards anyway. So, well, because you guys had some really hot takes, we're gonna. Well, get we into had that to have hot takes. Got to got to throw the content we're, out there, man. We're, we're gonna get into that later, but right now, I would just like to say thank you to all our listeners. This is gonna be a great season. We're gonna have some really cool guests on. We're gonna have some Hartford Wolfpack coverage this year with Ricky Milliner. Uh, Staff boy Steven himself will come on and give us some Euro coverage. Uh, myself, JL, and Kevin will give you all the North American prospect coverage you could want. And it's going to be a really fun time. We're going to have some new intro music soon. And uh, let's God, get God, I hope going. So, so <laughs> boys, Michael Hale come to NYR camp. And I don't think it's as much a move to have him on the team as it is to kind of scare Brendan Lemieux into saying, hey, man, sign, or this guy's just going to take your place on the fourth line. Uh, we'll start with JL here. JL, what do you think of Michael Haley being invited to Rangers camp? And do you think this they actually want him on the team, or is this just a move to get Brendan Lemieux to sign his deal? I like the move, actually. Uh, I always thought Michael Haley was one tough SOB, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. So um, one thing that I like about Haley is that he could potentially provide a spark if the Rangers were to use him. But I also think that, yes, it is kind of a move to kind of get Brendan Lemieux to come through. And, you know, to be fair, if um, if it ends up that he doesn't make the team and Lemieux ends up coming around, he's a good addition to Hartford. He could be a good guy down for the boys down in the pack. You know, tough guy, clubhouse guy. Was a Ranger for a little bit. I think it's a good move. I think it's also like a ploy, too, by the Rangers to try and get Lemieux to get off his rear end. Kevin, yeah, yeah. Michael Haley was previously on the Rangers a while back. They yeah, invited him nine, back. Nine games total. Yeah, only nine so. games, which is very interesting for sure. I mean, you know, he wasn't a staple in the lineup, to say the least. Now you got to have Michael Haley back, man. The point being, you know, they invite him back. Do you feel, as JL feels, as if, you know, they have a feeling he can make the team, or is this just... Are they playing hardball, Brendan Lemieux? It's a two-parter. It's definitely hardball. It's not about him making the team as if it's more having uh, Matt Bolesky not make the team. You don't want Matt Bolesky up here. He's done. He's he needs. He's in Hartford. You're going to bury his contract. It's over. No more. I don't want him on the team. He's gone. He's dead to me. He's never alive to me in the first place. I hated that part of the trade. But, you know... Got us what we wanted, which I'm not complaining about. But, you know, it's definitely a scare tactic by the organization. But at the same time, they're going to sign him. It's just, it's about not having the Rangers get pushed up against the cap more. Because the second you're over that cap limit, GMs are going to be like, hey, I'll take Kreider and you're going to give me, I'm going to only give you a second rounder for him. That's what you want. That's what they're going to want. So Lemieux needs to sign. You gotta get more cap space. Let's let's and we just always gonna run it back to Domestikov or Strom getting traded. We that, that's the number one priority for the Rangers before they can really sign Tony D'Angelo and Brendan Lemieux. Absolutely, and I mean it looks like as of this point, I mean training camp is starting soon. 
it looks like Chris Kreider is going to be on this team as we move forward here, at least up until a deadline where uh, he's most likely going to be on a new team and find a new home. Um, but yes, the contracts of Ryan Strom and Vladimir Mestikov are kind of bearing down on this team right now. One or both of them really should be on the move at some point soon. Um, but, you know, having a guy like Michael Haley come in, not a lot of money. It's on a PTO. We'll see where it goes. But I really do think that Brendan Lemieux uh, will eventually sign this deal. Um, not much else to go on here. You know, it's just the Rangers needed to do something here to try to coerce their young their young gun there to get on the squad, and I think this will hopefully do it. Tony D'Angelo is another story. We'll see what happens. Remember, to everyone out there listening, they both can either accept their qualifying offers or just not play this year. So it's really up to the two of them when they feel like. Well, well, I don't think I don't think the qualifying offers are still standing. I think those expired. I think they have to get a whole new contract with them. Well, no, no, no. they they can still they can take that money. No, they can can take take that money. They offered them. It's not a qualifying offer anymore. They just offer them same contract with that right, but but it's just a qualifying offer. Yes, but that is what. No, no, I know what you mean. It's just take the deal we gave you. Exactly. That's what we're trying to make. Like, take the deal we gave you, and if you're not, you're sitting on the couch. So, I mean, I think eventually both of them will. They'll join the team before training camp, and things will... This is such a a crucial time in the Rangers forming their identity, though. Like, you want these two guys that could potentially be, you know, long-term Rangers on the team now when everybody's kind of meshing together. You know, I I, I get that they want their money. I get that they want their protection. They want more than a one-year deal. They want to be protecting the, the expansion draft. It's just... At what point, like, you know, just take the one-year deal. Resign next year when there's so much more money off the books, and it's guaranteed that the money's going to be off the books. So, you know, ha- make the Rangers trade Kreider in the offseason day, or in, in, the, in, the, in the trade deadline in February. Yeah. Just, they need to be signed soon. So we'll see what happens in regards to this Michael Haley situation and regarding to the two Rangers RFAs in the coming weeks. But starting this Friday, it is an exciting time. Because the Traverse City Tournament kicks off in Traverse City, Michigan, with the Rangers, of course, going back again for another season. And normally when the Rangers play at Traverse City, there aren't too many high expectations, or there haven't been recently. I mean, if you look at the roster for the past few seasons, Pavel Buchnevich was the number one center at Traverse City a few years ago. I mean, at a position, you know, not even playing wing. It was just he was their best prospect. They stuck him on the top line in the biggest role, and they just let – these were basically a lot of random kids just kind of play. Now you want to take a look at the roster. You have guys, Kapokaka will be on the roster with you, Joey Keane, Vitaly Kravtsov, uh, Patrick Newell, Tom and Matthew Robertson, Igor Rykov, Igor Shishyurkin, Hunter Skinner, uh, Jake Elmer, Adam Fox, Nico Gross, Carl Henriksen. I mean, this is a squad that can do well at Traverse City, that is expected to do well at Traverse City that, um, you know, the Rangers brass and fans, I'm sure, are ready to get their first official look at Kako, Kravtsov, Fox in Rangers blue. And we're all, I mean, I'm stoked to watch the first game on Friday. I believe it's against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And, um, boys, what do we think is the best way to work this Traverse City tournament? Do they want to stock, stock, stock? Do they want to stack the top line? With Kako, Hendrickson, and Kravtsov and just unleashed them on the world. Do you separate people? And yes, we are analyzing prospect tournament lines because training camp did not start yet, and this is where we're at. So, uh, JL, again, let's start with you here. Um, Traverse City, it's going to be a really fun time. We got our first look at a lot of these prospects in action. 
Um, what would you, uh, if you're the coach, how do you kind of set these lines up? Well, if I'm the coach, I would, I would, I would disperse them around the lineup because you want to see, you don't want to just load all that top line talent on just just one line. You want to see how certain guys can play with other guys and, you know, kind of mesh things up a little bit. You know, I wouldn't throw Kratsov and Kako together. I would put them on separate lines, see how they do. And then maybe if you want to change it up a little bit as the tournament goes along, yeah, throw them together. Why not? But I think what you want to do on the onset is you want to just, you know, put them on separate lines, see how they do on their own with different line mates. And then as the tournament goes on, maybe you just decide to throw them all together. I think they will definitely be together at some point. I mean, when you're talking about if the Rangers go down a goal or two and you want to have some nice offense there, stick Kako, Hendrickson, and Krausov together, load up your top line. Let's see what they can do there. I mean, it's going to be something special to watch. And there's been pretty high expectations for Carl Hendrickson ever since they drafted him. And, uh, you know, we'll see what he turns into. But, you know, it's believed he's going to be a nice NHLer someday with how he's been playing for Falunda. I mean, we'll see this year more uh, as he gets more opportunity there. Uh, Kevin. Adam Fox and Tomo Runinen, as well as uh, Matthew Robertson and Igor Rykov, will all be on the Traverse City tournament. So talk about defensive depth, right? I mean, it's something that they haven't had ever. Absolutely. Like at least in recent memory. And you know, just just taking a step back for a second, like you know, if you really want to look at a, a potential power play coming down into the future in a year or two, you look at Kratzov, Henriksen, and Kako with. Adam Fox and Igor Rykov or any of those other defensemen that you just named. You just and load it up. Just, just load, load it like, up. But yeah. this is what this is what you want. You want them to yeah. get like mesh. The like four of those guys that I just mentioned, you know, minus Henriksen, they're gonna be on the team next year. Or they will be on the or team. They, at some point. they will have a shot to be on Exactly. The they will have a shot. They'll be in training camp. So why not give them more experience together? Especially Kratzov and Kako. You know, Adam Fox is Adam Fox. We're gonna see how he does you know, he's going to have his lumps like every other prospect, but, you know, you don't want to take too much stock in this either. Like, you know, it's getting exciting. They're, you know how, how great they're going to be. So if they're amazing, oh, that's great. But now they have to play against NHLers. If they're terrible, oh, that's okay. You know, not a big deal. They still have to play against NHLers. So either way, it's just be exciting to actually see them play for once. And, you know, defense is going to be very interesting. If they don't let up a lot of goals, you know, you could even throw in why since Yerskin is there, and you know that's probably the reason too. But you know if they're not getting up a lot of chances, the shot total is down. That's a huge sigh of relief going into next year and the year after. Absolutely, and I mean, obviously, all eyes here are going to be on Capo Caco. Um, you know, when you're the second overall pick, expectations are very high for you. There's, I've seen projections for Caco from some people for a 30-30 season this year. I personally don't know if he's going to hit that, but. It's not a bad thing if he doesn't. Remember, this is an 18-year-old kid who is going to be adjusting to life in the NHL. Uh, JL, to you on this one, do you think that if Kako or even Vitaly Kravtsov or Adam Fox to some extent, do you think if they don't have eye-popping numbers in the Traverse City tournament, um, obviously people are going to freak out because Twitter is, as we know, the most rational place in existence. But do you think that if they don't have dominant performances in the tournament that there's reason for worry? Obviously, there's not, but, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I think, I think uh, 
just judging someone off of one tournament isn't exactly going to be, uh, you know, the end all, end all. You, you let, let's go backwards and take a look at uh, Jack Hughes during the World Championships. Everybody thought that, oh, he's not doing the same thing that Capo Caco is doing, so he must not be that good. But no, that's a lie because Jack Hughes is Jack Hughes and Capo Caco is Capo Caco. So, um, no, I don't think that's indicative of uh, any sort of negative uh, downturn. But what will be interesting to see is how, let's say if they don't have a great tournament, how they react to playing against, you know, potential NHLers in training camp. Because you know for a fact that Kratsov and Kako are definitely going to get a lot of ice time in training camp. You absolutely have to do that. And one of the things I want to point out to that a lot of people don't seem to be uh, focusing on, at least at this point, is the goaltenders, especially um, especially Igor Shestyorkin, you know, and Adam Huska. Absolutely. Huska was fantastic in Hartford, and, and it, it's interesting to see how Shestyorkin is going to come over to North America and see how he does on a different ice service with a different style of play. So you anticipate that Shestyorkin can come over here and transition easily, and maybe Huska can turn himself into a decent backup, you know, just in case Georgiev isn't around and Henrik Lundqvist ends up retiring. So I think that's another thing that a lot of people should take note of. I think that's a really good point because although Igor Shashirkin is penciled in for Hartford at the moment, I would I would assume, and Alexander Georgiev is penciled to be in New York with Henrik Lundqvist, you want to see Igor Shashirkin come in here and dominate that tournament. You know, he's dominating the KHL, eye-popping numbers, breaking records. You want to see what he can do now in, in, you know, against these pretty good prospects in the Traverse City tournament. So I would give him probably most of the starts here going forward to see how ready he is. Uh, now, Kevin, starting with you for this one, um, besides the big five of Kako, Kravtsov, Fox, uh, Rykov, and Shashirkin, who are you looking forward to that's on the roster that you think can make a big impact and maybe sway some ideas for the Rangers brass about who can make the club this year? Uh, make the club this year? Well, let's say no. That, that is a let's say that is a year. stretch. You name five guys that can name make, make the club, and that's even stretching it at that point. So let's say, let's say next year. Who's Matthew, guy Matthew Robertson, as you said, you know, a couple years away, but you know, like you say, he's putting up numbers. You know, you, know, you have some of these guys that you know get a little lost with you know the center like. Uh, who, 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 who's he compared to? Sebastian Ajo of Carolina Hurricanes, where he, he centered Patrick Lyonet, and, you know, he gets a little forgotten because, like, hey, it's Patrick Lyonet. He's going to go second overall in the draft. So, you know, who cares who the center is? The center just putting up those points. It's the same thing with Cole Caulfield, though. If you look at it this way, if you compare Cole Caulfield with Jack Hughes, it's like, oh, he's putting up these crazy numbers. It's Jack Hughes. It's all Jack Hughes. And then, you know, it's not real NCAA tournament stuff. It's not real NCAA games yet, but the fact that he put up, what, four goals the other day? Hat just trick, lighting, hat, hat, oh, just a hat-trick, hat-trick. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it, it's just like, you know, people take a lot of stock in these supporting roles. Like, they take a lot of stock in these main guys and not a lot of stock in those supporting roles, but then sometimes it begs the question, like, the middle guy is also benefiting off of the, the supporting guy. So, Matthew Robinson is the supporting guy all the way. That's what you want from a center. Playmaker. You know, I'm very interested to see how he handles whoever he gets, whether it be Kako, Vitaly Kratsov, or anybody else. But Matthew Robinson looks like that kind of guy who could eventually be that maybe 2C guy behind some of our, you know... Now, I'm going to correct Kevin for a minute. Because I'm thinking of Carl Henriksen. I was thinking of Carl Henriksen, not Matthew Robinson. I'm but, sorry. 
It's totally I, okay. I, Matthew Robinson is also a very good defensive prospect. Thank you. I was thinking of Carl Anderson <laughs> because I don't know why I get them confused. They have nothing to do with each other. Matthew Robinson in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Jeez. okay. You know, what a blunder on my part. No. Yeah, Carl no. Henriksen, I like Carl, Carl Henriksen, uh, as I was saying, I was like, this is wrong. I am I'm wrong. No, Carl Henriksen, yeah, he's that center. Who's he centering now? That is, well, it was, it, he was centering Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond. Yes, that's and, who it was. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, for those who aren't so up to date on your prospects, Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond are considered the, ter- they have been nicknamed the Terror Twins by many. Um, they are projected to go within the top five of the 2020 draft. Um, the reason Henriksen has been compared to Aho, like Kevin said, is because Aho was the engine that made Line A and Puglia Yarvi and himself work for Finland a few years ago. Um, so there's, you know, Henriksen is definitely a big guy to watch in this tournament and see what he can do. Uh, especially if he gets put between Kako and Kravtsov as the tournament goes on. I love the Matthew Robertson pick as well by you because Matthew Robertson, when he was picked, was considered one of the biggest steals of the draft. The guy has first-round talent. Um, within a few years, we could see him in the top four. Good size. He's not going to blow you away with offense, but the guy knows how to play defense in his own end, and he knows how to carry the puck. So, I mean, I'm really excited to see what Matthew Robertson could bring. One guy I'm a little disappointed not to see the Traverse City tournament is Zach Jones. And Zach Jones was picked this year. Uh, he was the rookie of the year in the USHL. Uh, he plays for, I believe, oh, I want to say, oh, I forget the team name now. My God, I'm, I'm so sorry for our listeners out there. But he played on a D pair with Flyers prospect Ronnie Attard, and they form one of the most deadly D pairs in the USHL. Uh, would have been nice to see Zach Jones at the Traverse City Tournament. Um, I want to say it was Sioux City. But I could be wrong. I, I might be the Tri City Americans. It's one of those I'm feeling in my head. If someone wants to Zach correct Jones me, plays for the Tri City Storm at the Tri City Storm. There we go. Trust me. You literally just beat me to it. He's going to be two like a second. So yes. There we go. So I mean, you literally. I was about to hit on you, and you beat me to it. Well, I'm. I mean, who are some guys that you know maybe aren't on this roster? They guys wish were. So, Jay, I guess we'll start with you on this one. So, since Kevin had the last response, is there a prospect you wish you could have seen at this, or is there a prospect that you think we should be keeping our eye on that are not a member of the Big Five? Oh, geez. Uh, well, I think Jake Elmer is a pretty interesting look. Uh, well, I love that pick. I love that pick. You see, he was uh, Dylan Cousins' teammate uh, coming mm-hmm. out of junior, and I, I actually thought that when they got him originally, and I told you this guys many times, uh, privately and on the podcast that, um, they them getting Elmer would be a precursor to them getting Dylan cousins. This was before they got the second overall pick. So you would think that if they get Elmer, you trade up to get a guy like cousins. And then from there you build on that. But seeing as how you get Capo Caco, that whew, goes out the window. But I think Jake Elmer, they say he's got a lot of flash. They say he's a solid forward. Uh, I think he's going to be, to me, the one that I'm going to pay attention a little more to when he's out there on the ice rather than some of the other ones. Um, I am interested to see how he pans out and to see if he either can make a dent for the Rangers or just find a spot in Hartford. I'm sure he'll be in Hartford, but that's definitely a guy that I'm going to take a look at. Yeah, and I think Elmer's a really good pick because a lot of people are thinking that Elmer was just a product of Dylan Cousins. So if Elmer can prove 
he can handle some minutes and put up some points. I mean, he's definitely a guy that could be called up possibly if there's an injury or things want to get switched around on the big club. So, I mean, Jake Elmer is definitely an enigma at this point. But if he make, has a good showing at Traverse City, starts producing with Hartford, I think it would be really cool to see him do well. Um, another guy I think that, and I, like, well, I guess a few guys here that people aren't talking about enough. I think Nico Gross and Joey Keane deserve a pretty good look here. Um, they were both picked in the 2018 draft. Um, and obviously they are not as high on our prospect list as they were with all the new additions. But I really kind of want to see what they can do here. Um, you want to see if they maybe there's a fire lit under them uh, because they've been passed on the depth chart. You want to see if they have a nice showing at Traverse City, uh, maybe seeing what they can do in Hartford to show that, you know, we're still here. We still want to try to make the New York Rangers. And Nico Gross, I and I think Nico Gross has a less of a chance to make an impact than Joey Keane does. Joey Keane has a better offensive game than Nico Gross does. But I think they're going to be very interesting to watch in the Traverse City tournament as it goes along. Another guy I really like, and Steve is going to love this one, is Tarmo Reuninen. And Tarmo Reuninen this year exploded when he got traded. I mean, the guy was putting up really, really good numbers in Finland. Um, I am really curious to see what Tarmo Reuninen does uh, at Traverse City because it would be great if the Rangers had another good young defenseman on their hands. Um, so for those wanting to watch the Traverse City tournament, it kicks off Friday at 3.30. The New York prospects will face the Columbus Blue Jackets prospects followed by a game against the Dallas Stars prospects on Saturday at 7 p.m., followed by a game against the Minnesota Wilds prospects on Monday at 2.30 p.m. Those are three round-robin games. They will have a placement game against the team from the Gordie Howe division on Tuesday, and we'll see where they go from there. So, I mean, it's not unfair to say, I think, that the Rangers are expected to do really well in the Traverse City tournament this year. Um, the question is, I'll pose this to you, Kevin, uh, Will this squad win a title, Traverse City, this year? It's possible. I mean, just based off the big five, it's very possible. You have a shutdown goaltender where who's played against men, former NHLers and rising stars, and has probably put up one of the best, I guess, one of the best sets of numbers a goaltender can put up. And then you have the second overall pick. And then you have Adam Fox. And then you have all these guys... And that's not even including, like, Keandre Miller. That's not even including uh, Tyler Wall. All of these guys in the NCAA, imagine how much more nasty this team would be if they had the NCAA players. But even without them, Vitaly Kratsov, you know, my blunder before Matthew Robertson and uh, <laughs> and uh, um, Carl Henriksen, you know, all of these guys are, I don't want to say they're all elite prospects, but they're all trending upwards. They're all B- minus and above, which is good where the... Rangers only had up to B minus at some points recently. So would it be pretty good and pretty good confidence for the younger guys coming out of the team to win a tournament? Yes. Is it possible? Absolutely. But personally, it'd be good to watch them more and more as they get into the tournament. They get more experience. It's just, I don't think it's like a make or break kind of thing for them. I think they can win it. I would be happy if they win it, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Not really. Not really, but not really. Nice but it'd be nice to win because, like, they never win. It's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. How yeah. many? It's not even all the teams involved anyway in the NHL for this, right? I mean, who 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 is who left this year 
and then so and then someone took their place in this group. JL would know this. Oh yeah, Woody JL, can you answer Kevin's question? I'm looking it up right now, actually. Cause yeah, because I, I, I know what you knew I'm you know what I'm talking about, right? I know someone left and then someone took another team took their place. I know I know what Kevin is talking. Was about. Was it the Carolina Hurricanes? I can't seem to. I think they might have left. Team, but I know Dallas is one of them. It's yeah. Dallas, Chicago. It's a mm-hmm. Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, St. Louis, Minnesota, Toronto, and the Rangers. So yeah, it was Carolina that left. Carolina yeah, Carolina left. Yeah. Season. They are not a part of it this year. So it's you have the two. Well, they have all these call ups this past year, and it's just you know they're a whole new team. Yeah. That, can you see the Rangers not being a part of this in a few years? Where like you know the 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 prospect pool is so depleted, or let's say a lot of guys decide to play overseas or in the NCAA, no, where it's like you really don't have any prospects left. It's just you're throwing out your AHL team. No, I think the Rangers will. I think the Rangers are one of those teams that they want to put their prospects out there. The organization that wants to give a lot of their young guys as many reps as possible. So I mean, for goodness sake, you look at some of the the rosters they had previously. I mean, there were nothing to write home about outside of one or two players. So mm-hmm. it would just make sense now that this team is uh, this franchise, this team is starting to go younger. So you want you want to have them get showcased. So I think that's uh, I don't think they'll be leaving uh, anytime soon. Now the question I pose to you both, and Kevin, you can answer this first if you would like. Who do you think? will have the bigger impact at this tournament. Vitaly Kravtsov or Kapokako? That's such a that's such a sneaky question, Russell. Absolutely. <laughs> More of an impact, I wanna kinda say Kravtsov. And I think because Kako has all this limelight on him, he's the big star. He's the second overall pick. He's the guy to save the Rangers and he, a lot of people are gonna start focusing on him and Kratsov has been forgotten about. He was the big prospect last year, and everybody's forgetting about him. For some reason, it's only him and Keandre Millers and Nils Lundqvist that that they're just not. It's just Kako. It's the Kako show. Those three guys are not there anymore, and it's just you know that's good for the Rangers because that's how de- that's how deep our pool is. It's also good for Vitaly Kratsov because he hasn't been as flashy as Kako. Kako. He's going to need time to adjust, and you know. If he's not great right off the bat, people might take it harder than if Kako isn't great off the bat. Like, oh, you know, he's getting his sea legs, this and that. No, 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 no. Kratzov, I feel like, is going to have a bigger impact. I see Kako contributing more, if that makes sense. I feel like Kratzov is going to be a lot more noticeable on the ice than Kako. I dig it. JL, same question. Who has a bigger impact in Traverse City, Kapo Kako or Vitaly Kratzov? Gosh, I don't want to agree with Kevin because I don't want to sound like an echo chamber. But, well, you know, that's our favorite thing to agree with me. <laughs> yeah, right, Kevin. Don't puff yourself up too hard now. Um, <laughs> um no, I think I think Kratsov is gonna uh is going to make a, a bigger impact just because he'll fly under the radar, like Kevin said. But also teams will probably not pay much attention to him because they'll probably want to look to try and shut down Capo Caco than anything. So if you think about it it, it kind of goes into you know what I was saying before. If the coaching staff for Traverse City is smart, you put them on separate lines instead of putting them together, so that they have to put out one good pair on one line and then another you know okay pair against another line. So both those guys are good enough to carry a line. You know we've seen it. We know what's going to happen. 
So if you put Kratsov on the second line, you put Kapokako on the first line, then guess what? That's a double threat, and that's depth. So I think, honestly, I think even though Kapokako... I have to constantly say his name in full because I will forget and mispronounce it because I'm still trying to get used to it. But I think, uh, with that being said, uh, Capo Caco <laughs> will be on the top line and he'll get tough competition. And then Kratsov will be on the second line and he'll do work. So I think Kratsov will have more a bigger impact. And I think we'll see you know his star shine bright in this tournament, hopefully. Well, boys... It is a rare occasion when all three of us agree on the question. Yeah, Jesus. Eyes come, on, you know, come on, be original, Russell. I agree yeah. that no one gets the brain. I do think Vitaly Kravtsov will have the better tournament. And the reason I say that is because at, at, um, at Prospect Camp back in July, late June and July, Kravtsov looked really good. And he was impressing a lot of people with his play, his stick handling, and everything he was doing on the ice, the fact that the guy was, he's learned English in such a short amount of time. He's been in America for a while. The dedication the guy has, the dedication the guy has to the game. I mean, I'm really excited to see Vitaly Kravtsov work here. And that's not to say I'm not excited to see Kapokako. I'm very excited to see him too. But I think Kravtsov is going to blow a lot of people's minds as, uh, as the uh, season goes on here. So we're looking forward to a really good Traverse City showing from the Blue Shirts. Um, and as we move on here to more prospect business, the Rangers have been ranked the number one farm team by three organizations, EliteProspects.com, the Sporting News, and NHL Network. The only one we haven't, we don't know for sure, is Pronman's rankings at the Athletic, of which the Rangers are assured of the top two, with the last two teams remaining in Pronman's countdown being the New York Rangers and the Colorado Avalanche. Now, JL... Do you think the Rangers deserve all of the praise that they have for the number, not number two, not three, the number one farm system in the entire league? And do you think that they will pull off nailing all four lists, or do you think that the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche will take Proudman's number one spot? Jeez, you want to talk about putting me on the spot? Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I don't think they will get that number one spot on Corey Proudman's uh list because I think Colorado has a lot of prospects that are very flashy and they kind of seem to I don't know I I just I just I just don't see it I, I feel like Colorado to some people they they kind of want to overvalue them and not to say that they're not you know valued as they should be but I think when it comes to you know ranking this and that and the fourth I feel like they think that some of the Colorado prospects will have a bigger impact on their team immediately I think when it comes to the Rangers I mean Rangers are going to be number two more than likely in his rankings but I think when it comes to the Rangers I think some people think that maybe they probably won't have an immediate impact but the impact down the line will be substantial which is not a, a, a unfair assessment to say but no I don't think they'll get that high ranking on his but they'll definitely be up there for sure yeah, I mean, if you look at Colorado, they have Bowen Byram in the system. You have Alex Newhook, who they just took. Uh, Cal McCarr, considered still a prospect, only played a few games so far. So they definitely have, I would say, uh, just with Byram and Newhook alone, um, I mean, that defense is looking real. Um, wow, I made a mistake there. Newhook is going to be Colorado's second-line center of the future. 
Byron and McCarr will lead that defense into the future. Um, I mean, I do agree that they definitely might have the more flashy prospects. Um, obviously, the Rangers are not lacking with Kraftsov and Kako, but I do agree with that assessment. But I do think the Rangers will be number one in Promise rankings just because I think Kako is better than anyone that the Colorado Avalanche have. And, yes, that includes Kel McCarr. Avalanche fans come at me, but Kako is a special, special talent. Kevin, we've yes. seen in the sporting news, we've seen the elite prospects, we've seen NHL Network all praise them having the number one farm system. So, obviously, you have Kako and Kraft up at the top, but for you, what really makes them that number one farm system? What are the prospects that boost them up to that besides the top two guys? Well, I'd like to use a nice little keyword. Um, we forget how deep this prospect pool really is. From what I said before, when we got Kako, you forgot about everybody else. Like I, I know Leah Sanderson and Philip Heedle aren't prospects anymore. Adam Fox, is he considered a prospect still? For this sake, we could say yes, which is great. Best defensive prospect. You know, you have Igor Rykov. You can even throw um, Lieber Hayek into that mix. You know, then you have Keontrick Miller, Nas Lundqvist, Matt Robertson, and all the guys we've mentioned before. And then you have Kako. Then you have Kratzov. Then you have Sejoskin. Three of those guys on the top 100 or 50? I know I know two of them are on the top t- top 10 in some of the guys' lists. I remember before the draft, there were, the Rangers' list was top 10. You know, Vitaly Kratzov and Igor Sejoskin were there. But, you know, you can't ignore these guys. And then when you're really looking at it, it's like, you know, everybody else is ranking them first. If you're going to go out on a limb and not even say the LA Kings are number two, you're saying Colorado Avalanche is number two, then you're like, okay, this might be a little fuzzy, but the Rangers are shooing. And if they aren't, who cares? You get three out of the four major groups saying that they're number one. If they're number two, yeah, you're still the top prospects, the top team of the best prospects. You know, in a year from now, most of those guys might be on the team too, which is the scary part for everything else. Just look at all these guys that are just going to make an impact immediately. And then look at all the guys who are waiting in the wing. That's what you mean by depth. That's why the Rangers farm system is better because you have so many more guys coming in droves, not all at once, not in three or four years, year after year after year after year. And that's what makes a good prospect pool. Absolutely. And to put this into perspective, I mean, we're getting Kako, Fox, and Kravtsov for sure this year. You want to go next year? You got Keandre Miller and hopefully Nils Lundqvist coming, which, by the way, that's two of the top three prospects on the Rangers defense that will not be at Traverse City. Um, but they will be on their way soon enough. Matthew Robertson, um, you know, Igor Shashurkin, a goal. I mean, it just it goes on and on. Like, the Rangers really have rebuilt and revamped their entire pipeline in a matter of just over a year and a half, and it is incredible to see. So we are almost at the end of our show, but I'm going to pose an interesting question to both of these guys here, and then I'll give my response at the end. I'm putting you both on the spot here. We're going, we're going to continue with our prospect talk. JL, JL is going to talk first here, then Kevin, and then me. Out of the two of Nils Lundqvist and Keandre Miller, I don't want to who you think is going to be oh, better here because God. we can't predict oh. that yet. No, but you can't. Who, you who, who are you more excited to see <laughs> on Broadway? JL, we're going to start with you. Do you put me on the spot first because I'm a former New Yorker living in Jersey now? Is that what you're yep. trying to do? How yep, long not- did you live in New York again? Like a month? 
Uh, so what? I was born there. Right oh, it doesn't. You're not a New Yorker. You've yeah, grown up in New Jersey. It doesn't like, matter. We're all I, the same. I was born in Colorado, so I'm. <laughs> just, yeah, no, okay. it's a thing. Try, I couldn't. I couldn't think of the word for like Colorado. You know, like Bostonite, New Yorker. It's just I what do you call a Colorado? Kevin, Colorado win. Colorado white. Uh, who knows? It doesn't matter. You're from New Jersey. I, I was born in Brooklyn. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, it's it's not the same. We can sit here and talk in circles. Uh, <laughs> uh, who am I more excited to see? I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm actually a little more excited to see Nils Lundqvist. And here's why. I have a thing, not only for offensive defensemen. I, I've said this on the podcast before. I own many defensive defensemen jerseys like Kevin Shattenkirk, Keith Yandel, and Brian Leach. Um, and I will be soon getting a either... Uh, uh, Jacob Truba jersey or an Adam Fox jersey. Anyways, so I, I'm curious to see how Lundquist will come in and fill the role of like second pair D or maybe even top pair D down the line because it just seems like he can generate offense well. You know, he seems shifty on his skates. He seems smart, like he's smart with the puck. He's defensively responsible. And again, these kids can skate. I These guys... Coming out of Sweden, just just these younger kids nowadays, you just see the way they skate and the way they move. It just blows you away in terms of how they look and and just that you know the raw talent that these kids possess. So I think I'm more excited to see how Nils Lundqvist turns out because the Rangers, when it comes to drafting their defensemen nowadays, it seems like they're going for guys who are not only mobile but also offensively gifted. So. I, I just like to see that and how that formulates to an NHL level because if everyone knows me, knows that I love Eric Carlson, okay? And if there's one thing that I'd like to see is an offense and defenseman do well coming out of the system, and that's what I hope to see from Nils Lundqvist. And maybe he can be our Eric Carlson in some ways up into the future. So that's what I hope to see. It's not a knock on Keandre Miller by any means whatsoever. It sounds like you're knocking on him. Oh, gosh, Kevin. Please. How dare you? <laughs> My, the, um, the savior of the defense, Keandre Miller. It's not a knock on Miller because I think Miller's going to be a superb defenseman, but I'm a little more excited to see Nils Lundqvist because I'm just a big fan of shifty, young Swedish defensemen who can move around. So, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, his, his confidence has been through the roof. You know, if you even just ask Steve, Statboy Steven, about Nils Lundqvist. He'll go on and on about how much better he's playing, how much more, you know, mobile and more confident he looks with the puck in the end. And, you know, just the shots he's been taking, he's playing a lot more smart. But, you know, you got to give it to Keandre Miller. The guy is putting in the work already. How many assists did he have? Did he have three or four? Maybe that's what I was thinking. I, that's what I got mixed up. It was four assists for Miller and three goals for Cole Caulfield. That's what it was. And I got those mixed up. But, you know, you know, just Keandre Miller, if you look at the video for when he got drafted last year, and then you look at, like, a couple pictures from, you know, the player development and all that other stuff at the beginning of the summer, look how much bigger he looks in size. I, I'm not talking about, like, taller. He just looks wider. He looks stronger. And, you know, just looking at his play and, you know, converting to a defenseman, he's taking that in stride. And he's just a dynamic He's, you know, he's just as confident with the puck as Nils Lundqvist. To compare the two is so difficult, and I know Russ is going to go off on this in like three seconds, 
because he had an argument with Statboy Steven about who is the better defensive prospect with, between the two. But these two guys, like these two guys are just so good. And the fact that we have to compare them and choose a better one is amazing. But Keandre Miller takes the cake for me. He's just stronger. He's smarter. And I feel like he's going to mesh a lot better in this system right away. Not saying Nils Lundqvist won't. It's just, I feel like Keandre Miller is going to, you know, come, come to the Rangers, Rangers sooner. He's going to take that. I feel he's going to stop at junior year. At, what is he in sophomore year now? Yeah, he's in sophomore year now. And, um, he's going to, you know, hopefully he just skips junior year and just goes straight to the Rangers because I think he's ready. Now, I think it's interesting you say smarter because I think they're both going to be pretty smart players. I think they're both pretty smart players now. Um, it's tough. I mean, we don't – obviously, this is not a who's going to be better conversation. We can't predict that. We have no idea. It's such a uh, hard way to compare the two because they play in two completely different exactly. leagues. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to ask you guys who you're more excited for. And honestly, for me, if you would have asked me this question a month ago, I would have said Keandre Miller. But I think for me now, it's it's got to be Nils. And the reason for me being Nils is he's playing top pair minutes for Lulia um, in the SHL. And he's being trusted as such a young kid to play all of these minutes in a men's league. And I feel like people are overlooking Nils because they see Miller more in, uh, you know, you see him more. Uh, more guys report on him since he's here in America. Uh and sometimes Nils appears to be the forgotten one of the three from 2018 in the first round. But Nils deserves all the praise in the world for what he's doing and what he's been doing at such a young age. Now, let's not say Keandre Miller doesn't because I love that kid. And I think he's going to be a force and he's going to be a top pair D-man in this league. Nils could reach those heights, I think, as well, just based on what we've seen. So they're both exciting, but I'm starting to lean Nils a little bit for more exciting for me or more, you know, to see. But once again, this is not a discussion of who's better. It's just who we're excited to see get to the garden ice. Um, and with that, we have reached the end of our episode this week. Um, oh, no, I have one last thing to say. These guys had some really bad hot takes last week. No, 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 no. Don't judge us on the hot takes. It was content filling. There was nothing else to talk about. If I had, I would, if I had to go back and do it all over again, I would take it back. Brendan oh, so Smith so will never, ever touch New York Rangers ice. Okay, again. you want? So I'm going to tell you this right crap. now. Oh you, you, you are. Again. <laughs> so full yeah. of crap. Oh. Again. No, anyway. I can't wait to catch you guys. What the heck? What's wrong with you guys? You stupid guys. Let's know that Brendan Smith will not touch that ice again. How about, how 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 dumb will you feel when they had Brendan Smith starting? You shouldn't. You guys should not want that. You shouldn't. You should I'm not want saying right. I want it. You should want me to be right. No, 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 no. I don't want. I want you to be right. It's just. Uh, we know he's going to be on the team next season. Like it's it's inevitable. I, don't I worry, he's gonna play fourth line minutes. Brendan Lemieux is not coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, 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 we're not even gonna get into that because of how 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 wrong that whole argument was. But it wasn't an argument. It was just <laughs> let's see how hot our takes really can be, and, and then we just kept, we just kept building on each other. Yeah. So everyone, Super thank spicy. you for joining it's us. Like the, like the the un fuego sauce from Taco Bell. Before Kevin started plugging Taco Bell on the show. As I was saying, everyone have a fantastic week. It's my sponsor. <laughs> we will see you guys in a week for an update on the Traverse City Tournament. We'll let you know how the Rangers are doing if you can't catch the games. 
we'll analyze how they did in their round robin competitions and look ahead to hopefully their place in the elimination games. Thank you for joining us. We will have updates yes, on the Tour City Tournament, hopefully every game. Yes. Brought to you by, mo- hopefully, Zach and Ant and whoever else wants to write. But, you know, check those out if you guys, you know, it's a live stream in the middle of the day. I know how much that sucks. I can't watch it. Yeah, they're, they're afternoon. I'm relying on everybody else on this one. Yeah. But, uh, guys, it's been good. I'm glad you're both with me on this journey. I'm glad we're doing weekly. We're going to be here a lot more. Like I said on Twitter today in my thread, we're going to try to get you guys some really good guests. We're bringing on some of our writers like Stat Boy and Ricky to give you guys coverage that, you won't get in any other places. Um, so we will see, uh, you know, how this new format goes. If there's any suggestions, anything you guys want to see this season, any guests you want to see us review, any guys you want us to bring on, please let us know. We are more than welcome to uh, suggestions, to hearing how you guys like the show. If you don't want Russell to host anymore, you know, me and JL can do it. Just, yeah, we can hold just, we'll just privately DM one of us, yeah. and then we'll, you know, perform a coup. And he doesn't have to be don't here anymore. Don't worry about yeah, it. Not, he doesn't have to. He can still be on the podcast. Just, you know, one of us can say welcome and goodbye. Yeah, yeah right. That's, that's yeah, all yeah, yeah. down to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brenda's yeah, fourth yeah, yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brenda's the fourth line. You put the number No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You've had okay, some yeah, spicy okay. takes. <laughs> I, I, I have tweets to back it up. Oh, can I say goodbye to the people? Can we say no. goodbye to the people? Can I don't like leave. Russell, the podcast. Let's go, Rangers. Have a good week, everyone. Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, but Raider Nation is worldwide. Hi, Silver and Black Maniacs. I'm Scott Goldbranson, host of Silver and Black Today, the first and only all Raiders show from the capital of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. A-list guests like players and coaches and the best Raiders talk in the land. Subscribe and listen today if you just want to win, baby. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.